You are listening to the Father's House podcast located in Owensboro, Kentucky. For more information, visit thefathershouseky.com. So, so good. Give it up for our media team as well. Come on. Don't you guys enjoy having words on the screen that you can read and know the songs? Amen. There is somebody up there literally pressing a button for every single slide. Think about it. Uh, That's like an hour long of them just having to be dialed in and focused on what's going on. So we thank everyone for serving in any capacity. Just want to lift up those people. Uh, The Bible says give honor where honor is due. Um, Just want to honor Brother Daniel this morning for doing a great job of transition and speaking and explaining to you guys what offering is and um, it's just awesome. Man, I was just thinking about our worship team, and this morning I just realized, uh, I just really want to honor Brother Nathan Bolin, our worship director. He is killing it and just growing and growing in the Lord. Uh, we are a very blessed church. I don't think he's even in here. Somebody tell him. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Oh, man, I guess my wife tried to tell me that it was going to be warm today. I didn't believe her. So I wore a sweater anyway, so I'm already hot up here. So anybody else kind of warm in here? I'm with you. So praise God. It's like that weird season, right, where you turn your air on for a little bit in the car, then you got to turn your heat on in the car. You know what I'm talking about? Turn the heat on in the morning, turn the air on in the afternoon. We're in that crazy season right now. All you people are shaking your head like, oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's where we're at right now. Me and Daniel went on a little trip yesterday, and that whole time I was like, okay, air? I don't know, heat? What's going on here? Um, praise the Lord. Maddie, thank you for sharing what you shared as well. Um, just so needed and just so appropriate for this time and for our church. So good. How many of you received what she had to say? It was just so good. Um, most of you, that's good. I mean, that's better than normal. That's pretty good. Um, so it's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Like uh, Daniel said, all you guys made it here on spring break. Come on, somebody. Oh, Lord, I was at a Friends of Sinners this past week uh, teaching in the class, and I was talking about sacrifice, and, and I was trying to tell them, you know, that making it to church on Sunday morning is not a sacrifice. It's real quiet in here. <laughs> and if I was to be real honest, not to get you mad or say that we're talking about money, but really, truly, 10% is not a sacrifice. It's quiet again this morning. I guess I better just be your pastor this morning and say whatever is on my heart. Man, but I'm glad that we come to worship the Lord. I'm glad that we come. And also, listen, we have prayer and worship nights the first Friday of every month. Come, come and worship the King. How many of you know that he's worthy of our praise and adoration? So much more than a Sunday morning for one hour. He's worthy every single day throughout all of our day. He's worthy. Look at your neighbor and say, he's worthy. Look at your neighbor and say, he's worthy of more than this morning. Come on. Come on, more than this morning. Let that be our slogan, more than Sunday mornings, in Jesus' name. Um, So here at the Father's house, our vision is that we would be a healthy home for the city. What that means is simply that we would see people go from being immature in the Lord to becoming mature in the Lord. Amen? How many of you know just because you're older in years does not necessarily mean you're mature in the Lord? Right? Have you ever seen there's more mature 13-year-olds and then you have really, really immature 13-year-olds sometimes, right? All the, the people in working in youth are like, oh yeah, oh we know. 
But our goal is to see you grow from wherever you are to that next step in your walk with Jesus, not to stay the same. That you step out of Sunday morning Christianity and step into an everyday walk, an intimate encounter with Jesus everywhere you go. That is what we mean by it. We want to be a healthy home for the city, not just a church full of people going to a service because we so happen to have a service. Like Pastor, uh, uh uh-oh, come on, I about prophesied something there. Daniel, oh my goodness. Ah, that was probably absolutely the Lord. So, um, like he was saying, you know, even just giving 10% could become just a religious duty. And you, it's about our heart. If our heart's not connected to what we're doing, then it, it's just religion. It has no value, right? Right, Pastor, thank you. Okay, I got a word. I'm going to stick to my word in the name of Jesus. <laughs> There's so many things I could talk about, you know? <laughs> so many different things. So the journey, please sign up. We'd love to have you there. May we, I think we have more people that went through the journey this past time and already serving than we've ever had. So come on, give it for Pastor Faith for really making that happen in Jesus' name. I'm killing it. It's awesome. So Last week, I talked briefly about the woman at the well and Jesus telling her that he had basically what she was longing for. And I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus has what you're longing for. He has what you need in this place. A few months ago, I honestly, I don't even remember. Maybe it was six months ago. I felt the Lord speak to me on a Sunday morning and say, here at the Father's house, people will receive whatever they are longing for from Jesus. Whether that be salvation, whether that be water baptism, whether that be spirit baptism, whether that be biblical knowledge, whether that be freedom, whether it be hope, whether it be breakthrough, that if they have eyes to see and ears to hear, they will receive it when they come to this place. And I thought, man, that's exciting. People will receive it and we're seeing it begin to happen. So today I want to talk to you about receiving, somebody say receiving, everything that God has for you. How many of you want to receive everything that God has for you? How many of you, if God has something more for you, how many of you want it? Listen, pay attention to me. How many of you want what Jesus has? Look at your neighbor and the ones that ain't shouting and say, you need it, you want it, I promise. It's almost like that, that, that when Jesus said to the woman at the well, he said, if you knew the gift that I have and who was asking you, you would ask for what I have. Do you remember that part? If you only knew, and I feel that God is trying to wake us up in this house and in this hour, and he's saying, there's some things I'm wanting to do, there's some things I'm wanting to hand out to you, and if you knew, you would be asking for it. And not just going to church, just to go to church. Why would you want to do that anyways? Just to be honest. That sounds terrible just to go through religious duty and try not to do bad things. There's no power in that. There's no power in that. You'll be miserable, I promise. So get a hold of Jesus, right? So receiving everything that God is trying to give you. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. I'm just reminded again, like in our board meeting this past week, that this truly is the Father's house. It's not Mike's house. It's not anyone's house. It's your house, Jesus. This is your place, Lord. And you're handing out gifts this morning. You're handing out refreshing this morning, God. You're handing out breakthrough. You're handing out salvation, Lord. In your presence, oh God, is fullness of joy. 
Lord, I thank you that your arm is not short, Lord, that you are able to do whatever people need in this house this morning. Let us receive it. Give your people ears to hear and eyes to see. God, would you use me this morning? Would you fill me afresh and anew right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus? Fresh baptism, Lord. Come on, if you just want a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, would you just lift your hands to heaven and just say, fill me again now, Jesus. Fresh filling. Yesterday's filling was not enough, Lord, for today's problems, God. We need more. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Lift your hands out like this in front of you and repeat after me if you want to receive. Say, I receive everything. Say it again like you mean it. Everything that is from Jesus and anything else, I don't want it. Amen. Don't pick up something religious, okay? Get something from Jesus this morning. Whoo! I just feel the Lord all over me. It's so good. I, I just love how I can just be an idiot sometimes and God can still use me. <laughs> Isn't, it just blows my mind. Somebody, and the religious people in the room got offended by what I just said. God is using imperfect people. And I'm really happy about it this morning. Because I cannot, I can have all kinds of issues, but if he's called me, he'll use me. Man, that makes me feel so good. Because I don't have it all together, church, I promise you. I'm not the best pastor. I'm not the best manager. I'm not the best father. I'm not the best husband. I'm not the best of any of those. But I'm just open and saying, Lord, use me. You see what I'm saying? I have, I, there's something I do have that I, I would love to impart to you this morning. I always want something it's from, if it's from Jesus. No matter what it is, or here's a big one, or who it's from. <sighs> My goodness, I got so much in this. Y'all better buckle up. Look at your neighbor and say, this is going to be a good day. I'm going to receive from Jesus today what I've been missing. And maybe it's even correction. Uh-oh. Maybe it's conviction. Come on, somebody. Come on. All the mature people in the Lord said we love conviction. Amen? Because conviction realigns us with what God's wanting to do in our lives. <sighs> My goodness. Thank you, Jesus, for conviction. Aren't you glad? Man, if you, this is why it's so important. This is why we focus so much on the Father and His love for you. Because if you can't see Him as a loving Father, you won't receive conviction. You'll receive condemnation. And condemnation and guilt are a terrible motivator to get you to do something else. But if you get a hold of His love in His eyes and the mercy in His eyes, you'll be compelled to do the right thing. So good. So, all right, so I thought the Lord speak to me about how we would be a place where people are finding what they need, salvation. Some are finding freedom from strongholds. Some people are longing for hope. Some are uh, longing for a church family. Some are longing for breakthrough. Some are longing uh, for breakthrough in their marriages, amen. Some are longing for just more of Jesus. Some, some are longing for refreshment from religious nonsense. Some people are longing for breakthrough from addictions, and I believe they're finding it in this place. So Jesus is handing out whatever it is that you need in our services, in this house, in this hour. And the reality is, not that it can only happen here. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I praise God that it is happening here. I get breakthrough riding in the car. I get encounters to, my, to Jesus in my, in my kitchen. 
But I tell you what, God is doing something in this place. And, and I feel like, uh, like the, the thing Jacob said, he said, surely the Lord was in this place and I perceived it not. Let that not be your testimony. Surely God is doing something all around me, but I don't see it. Does that make sense? Okay. Usually when you're quiet, you're listening, so that's good. So people here in this house are experiencing Jesus in a greater measure. Some people are experiencing breakthrough. Some people are experiencing joy like they've never seen. Some people are stepping out of religious duty and stepping into the love of the Father. But the reality is, not to be negative about this message, remember the the whole point of this message is that you would receive what you're longing for, amen? But the reality is that some people are not receiving what God is doing. And this has really been on my heart recently. So listen to me. Some, some people are in the church building and maybe you're even in small group and maybe uh, you're involved in every way, but you're still not receiving that thing you need from Jesus. That next step in your life, that breakthrough that you're looking for, and my prayer is that you start receiving what he has for you. That everyone in this church will start to be a part and align themselves with what God is doing in this hour. So we see the same thing would happen to Jesus in a bunch of different cases. So in Mark chapter 6, verse 1 through 6, we see that Jesus, on account of a visit to his hometown, do y'all remember this story, with his followers, on the Sabbath, he enters a synagogue and he begins to teach. The account says that many who heard him were astounded, next word, and offended. How many of you know that some people can be in the same room and be in all of what God is doing and some people can be offended? And we see this, and he goes on to say, let me see here. Many who heard him were astounded and offended. And they asked him, is this not the carpenter's son? Because he's saying, hey, I'm the Messiah. Uh, You know, I'm basically God. I'm the one in the flesh. I'm the Christos. I'm the anointed one. And they said, no, 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 we know you. Aren't you John's son? We don't even like John. Excuse me, Joseph. Let's get biblical, right? Aren't you Joseph's son? We don't even like Joseph. Listen, I'm telling you this morning, you have to be able to receive something regardless of who it's from. You have to be able to receive something if it's from Jesus, but he might use somebody that you don't think is worthy of being used. You might, God is trying to give out things and he might have, he might even do this. Hey, Diamond, there's something you really need. Here it is right here. I'm going to give it to Riley. And you're going to have to receive it from Riley. And they would say, no, 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 no. We, we know who you are, Jesus. We know where you're from. You're, you're from, I'm, I'm, I don't want to name any small town right now. I'll offend you. <laughs> I thought of a few. You're from Whitesville. Just kidding, honey. (laughs) What good could come out of there? Just kidding. That's what they would say. What good could come out of Galilee? You know what do you mean? We're not going to receive anything that comes out of Galilee, but the king came out of Galilee. You have, to, you have to be thinking, like, what is going on? As a pastor, I see these things happening. Two people in the same room, one gets offended, one gets radically born again. And you see this with Jesus. It says that um, he could do no deeds of power there. Check this out. Mark says, except heal a few people. 
It's not that he couldn't do anything, but it says, except heal a few people. Amazed at the community's lack of belief in him, Jesus observes that prophets are not without honor except in their hometown. So listen to what he's saying here. It says, a few... A few sick people were here. I would like to think that it was Jesus' desire to do more than heal just a few people. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? What I'm trying to say is, it is Jesus' desire not to just get a hold of some of you in this room, but to get a hold of all of us in this room. Say amen. Come on, do you hear what I'm saying? He's not just trying to get a hold of your friend that you tried forever to get to church. He's trying to get a hold of you. Well, if I can just get John here. I don't know why I keep saying John. Sorry if that's your name. If I could just get, get, if I could just get my son here. No, no, no. If you could just get here and you could receive what God's trying to give you. Hmm, man. They didn't receive Jesus in his hometown because they said, they, oh, I don't receive. I know this guy. I don't receive from him. I know his family. I don't receive from them. I'm here to tell you, you have to have ears to hear. And if God is speaking through you, through someone that you might not even like, you need to always have the heart of Jesus. If it's from you, I want it. Well, I don't really like that, Pastor. I don't really like this worship team. My goodness, if it's from Jesus, you better grab onto it. Well, I love the worship at the Father's house. Oh, man, I hate it. Let's just be real this morning. How can we be in the same room and Jesus is touching some and not touching others? Some are astounded and some are offended. You know, I was thinking about preaching this word this morning and I really wanted to have more of our church family here because it's spring break. Because I really believe that everyone in our church, if you could do me a favor, share this afterwards for people that have missed today, they would hear this. Because I think it's so important for our community. That we don't miss out on what God is trying to do. I went to uh, Larry and Ashley Bartley's small group this past week. And I was so encouraged by the excitement and the um, unity of Ashley and Larry and even Joy Herzog. Of, of them just understanding and being excited about what God is doing in our services. And then we have other people who aren't excited. And I was like, wow. And I remember I told Ashley, I said, wow, you and Larry are in an alignment with exactly what God is doing in our services. You're not missing a thing. Don't you want to be that person that's saying, man, I'm so excited. God is speaking. God is moving. God is touching people. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to be like the ones where Jesus comes through my town. And I say, no, 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 I don't, I don't receive him. I want to be like the ones who came and were healed, the ones who came and were restored, the ones who came and left everything and followed him. I don't want to miss anything. We see this again. Um, so once again, I believe Jesus desires to heal all of us, touch all of us, not just some of us. Amen? Amen. Then you see where Jesus was not welcome in the Samaritan village. According to Luke 9, 51 through 56, Jesus entered a Samaritan village. He was not welcome because he was going on to Jerusalem. So there was a big problem between, you know, the Israelites and the Samaritans. And that's when you remember the scripture where the disciples were like, hey, well, we should just call fire down from, from, from heaven to kill them all. The religious spirits. There we go again. They did not receive Jesus. They didn't want him. There's a scripture in the Bible that says he came to his own, but they received him not. 
Do you hear what I'm saying? What the reality is we're seeing, and we can see the same thing today, where somebody, some of us are receiving what he's doing, and some of us are not. And I don't want any of us to be on that team of the old cities who said, no, we, we don't want nothing to do with this. Because we were offended. Why? Because of religious things. In John chapter 6, you see the same thing. When Jesus comes out and he says these words, you will eat my flesh and drink my blood. He wasn't saying that like some cannibalistic weird stuff. It says many disciples, say disciple, not, not people who weren't with him, people who were with him for a season. It says many disciples left him that day. Do you know the scripture? John chapter 6, many of his people left him because Jesus started to say some things that made them uncomfortable and they couldn't, they stopped receiving what he had to say. Jesus will say some things, I might even say some things by the power of the Holy Spirit, you might get uncomfortable, but if it's from Jesus, I urge you to receive it. Because don't be like the ones, well, many left the church that day because they were offended. We've had so, I'm just going to be honest, we've had so many people leave this church who God did not call to leave the church. God was actually calling them to receive something they were longing for. God was calling them to, to see a shift in their life, to come out of religion, to come out of something else, and instead of leaving astounded or leaving uh, an awestruck of who God is, they left offended. And, and what we've seen on the contrary, people come and fulfill the prophetic word that God has given us, that this house would be a refreshing center. And we keep getting testimonies of people saying, I find refreshing at this house. Man, what's the difference? We have to have ears to hear and eyes to see. We have to be humble and say, God, I just want anything if it's from you. Amen? Jesus heals a crippled woman on the Sabbath. We see on a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues and a woman was, was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he puts his hands on her. Immediately she straightens up and prays God. Somebody say hallelujah. How many of you would like to see miracles? Amen. Wouldn't you think that everyone in those times would like to see miracles? But look at the very next verse. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue leader, the religious one, said to the people, there are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days. Not on the Sabbath. How ridiculous. People are there when they should have been shouting and they should have been overjoyed and they should have been welcoming and saying, man, look what Jesus has done. They should have been celebrating with the woman. But a religious spirit will get you upset about something right in the midst of a miracle. Because the reality is, people are getting touched by Jesus in this building and some people are getting offended. This might not be the biggest amen word I've ever preached, but there's plenty more, I'm sure. But you see this, Jesus heals somebody and that, that offense and that religious thing that says, well, that's not how we've done it before. That's not how we've done it before for 20 years. And that offense comes up and says, no, 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 they can't be healed. It's, not, it's a Sabbath day. Man. If we want to be technical, guys, the Sabbath is Saturday. <laughs> so truly, we should be having church Friday evening, maybe. If you want to be really technical, where's my Bible people at? 
But imagine if we changed our services to Sunday at 5 p.m., what would happen? There'd be two things that would happen. You see where I'm going. Why are we doing that? So we get stuck in these religious things and these religious duties and somehow we join the camp of verse 11 of the religious saying, well, we can't change things around here. We start to miss what God is doing right in front of us because we're offended. Because we don't understand. Listen to me, church. We will do things and continue to do things around here that you might not understand. But I've learned that people criticize what they don't understand. Instead of just people say, well, I don't go to that church because they speak in tongues. They don't understand. Or why are we doing small groups and not doing this? Why are we doing freedom groups that you just don't understand? But let us sit with this for a moment and let us show you what God is saying to us. Our staff is not sitting around thinking, man, how can we make everybody mad at the church today? We got staff meeting every Tuesday thinking, man, you know what? Let's just change some things that would just make everybody leave. <laughs> Seriously. Jesus wasn't there just trying to hurt people's feelings. He was there to redeem people, restore people, and bring miracles and signs and wonders. Jesus is doing the same thing today. He's not just trying to offend you by changing some things, but if it does offend you, repent, give it to him, and start following him. Because what the religious needed to do, they needed to say, whoa, what is this? This doesn't go with our religious system, but I know it's Jesus. And if it's from you, Jesus, I want it. Does this just make sense? I don't want to be, man. Verse 14. And then we see this happen again. Jesus heals another man. He picks up his mat. And he says, go and sin no more unless something worse happened to you. And they get upset. He's not supposed to pick up his mat at Sabbath. What the heck? We see somebody get set free off drugs and addiction. And then we hear him say a cuss word and say, no, 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 no. They still ain't saved. really say they had a hat on in service but you tell me that guy I remember we had a guy here who got saved set free off a meth addiction we started letting him uh hand out the offering at our church and doing the uh, the ushering at our church and we had a lady complain so there's a guy in shorts and, and tattoos on his neck handed being an usher and I just don't believe in that I said are you talking about the one that used to be a meth addict who got delivered and has brought 25 people to church Because last time I checked, you ain't even brought anybody to this place. My goodness, I might get fired this week. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Do you hear what I'm saying? Instead of seeing in that moment, oh, man, God, praise the Lord, you set this man free. We say, oh, man, he's got shorts on. And all the people stepping out of religion and stepping into the refreshment of what God's doing here, wear some shorts. (laughs) Not too short. (laughs) Come on, it's good to laugh. It's kind of a hard word this morning. You can laugh too, it's okay. But man, listen to me. I'm trying to tell you is you might be having a completely different experience than someone else is having, but I'm here to tell you that Jesus is here. And he has what you need. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't, don't get offended. Well, that pastor is using a laptop. Jeez Louise. 
Oh my, I just can't, I didn't receive anything he said today because he's using a laptop. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Some of you are thinking right now, is he reading my mind? <laughs> I probably am. Some people are astounded. Some people are astonished what God is doing. I'm one of those people and some people get offended. I mean, I love, we're hearing so many testimonies right now. In our small groups, people getting set free, people just coming out of so much stuff, and it's, it's so encouraging. And then I tell you what's hard as a pastor is seeing the ones who are not and still stuck. And I'm like, man, I just wish you would, I wish you knew the gift that God had. You would ask him for it. Thank you, Jesus. I remember, let me give you a personal story. Me and Juan Guadarrama, my brother. Juan, why don't you stand and turn around and let everybody see you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we were in um, Lexington, Kentucky. And we went to this wild Pentecostal revival service or something. It was crazy. And the first night, this guy was on the microphone. He just started going in, shouting in tongues and just wild. And I, honestly, I was pretty uncomfortable. And I, I'm, I'm pretty charismatic. My wife tells me about four times a day, she'll ask me, what are you saying? And I'm speaking in tongues. Because I'm just constantly praying in the Holy Spirit. One of the best advice I can give anyone, you're struggling in any way, pray in tongues more. See what happened there? Another moment for people to receive what I said or be offended by what I said. Don't be the ones. Open. Be open this morning, church. Be open to what God is trying to say. He has something for you that's going to take you to the next level. Be open. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm open. Come on, Jesus. Oh, some of you that didn't, just smack them. Just kidding. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Me and Juan were in Lexington. And this guy starts preaching, and it's wild. And I'm just going to be honest, the worship was a little not what I really liked. Um, it turns out it wasn't for me. It was for Jesus, actually, so it didn't really matter, right? And uh, I was there, and I was like, mm. Uh, and I was just super judgy of the guy who was speaking. You know, like he just like, looked real cool. And I was just real judgmental, to be honest. And I didn't really want to, I didn't really, I just felt like he was putting on a show a little bit, you know? And I, I just, that whole night, I just didn't really receive anything. But let me tell you about my brother Juan. My brother Juan had a night of his life. <laughs> Juan's drunk in the Holy Ghost all night. You know, and, and I'm just like, man, he's like, oh, you know, I, man, I, he had a great time. You know who he had a great time with? With Jesus. He wasn't there to have a good time. We weren't there to have a good time with the guy who was speaking. We were there to have a good time with Jesus, right? But I let maybe the guy who was speaking keep me from my time with Jesus. And I left at 10 o'clock that night. And the Lord said, you spent all night worrying about everything that was going on in the room. And you never spent time with me. <laughs> Man, that, that, that sucked, to be honest. <sighs> and I'm sitting there, right? And the next day, I decide... To let the Lord correct me. That's always a good thing, right? Hey, Michael, I didn't send you here to judge this place. I sent you here to just receive from me. And if there happens to be something that happens that's from me, you should probably be available to see it. And so that next night wasn't really my forte in a lot of things, but I just began to give the Lord praise because he's my king and I love him and he was there, turns out. 
that he likes some of these weird people too, I guess. And there's some of his sons and daughters too, amen? And I remember that night, the Lord, I, I went down and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go down, I'm going to have this guy pray for me, I'm going to have him lay hands on me. Juan was with me. I went all the way down front, and, and I got right in front of this guy. I was like, man, I want this guy. I'm going to switch the script here. I want you to lay hands on me. And I promise you, I was on the front. This guy literally walked right past. Say, this is me. He was like. I feel like he knew that I was offended with him the night before. Just kidding. But he didn't. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, you don't need anybody to touch you but me. And then I got so drunk in the Holy Spirit. I went back to my pew. Juan was with me and I just like crippled over in my seat and I began to cry and laugh for like an hour and a half. And then we left and we went to Waffle House just like you do when you're drunk, amen? (laughs) It's a true story. (laughs) And I barely could drive. I think Juan drove. I was out of it. And you know what we did? We went to the Waffle House, we got on the jukebox and played I Can Only Imagine. It's the only Christian song on there. And you know what the workers, what did they start to say? Oh, man, we love this song. Man, we start to shift the atmosphere in that place. We prayed with the lady there. It turned out she was in a really hard time. Turns out she had ears to hear. It doesn't always happen at the restaurants. (laughs) Some people do not have ears to hear. What am I saying about ears to hear? What was Jesus saying? He was saying some people are willing to be taught something. Hear this, please. The reason why people are receiving and maybe you're not is because you're not willing to be taught. I know that's tough, but it's the truth. You can go to something and turn, man, man, that worship was amazing tonight. That thing was incredible. And you're over there like, man, I didn't get nothing out of it. I'd like to tell you it probably wasn't the worship leader. It was my own critical spirit that's not from Jesus and I'm not saying we don't have a time for discernment I've been in some wacky places where we got up and left okay but that time that's that's not what was happening there you know we went to a me and Maddie went to a crazy wild old school Pentecostal meeting and it was getting out of hand and people were throwing up everywhere and it was just it was insane and it wasn't it just wasn't we don't I just it was not the Lord what did me and my wife do hey you know bless you guys (laughs) You know? But sometimes I find myself in stuff, getting offended, being critical, being judgmental, and the whole time, guess what I miss? Everything Jesus had for me that night. If it's from heaven, friend, you want it. You, and I would say, more than you want it, you need it. Don't let, listen, God chooses how he uses certain people. And God uses imperfect people. You know? Don't, it's something, God will use your spouse, even when you're upset with each other. But if it's from Jesus, receive it. My kids correct me all the time. Especially my my 14-year-old will correct me. But if he's right, okay. If it's from the Lord, if it's from the word of God, I always want it, church. Because I know how good my father is. And I know that he only gives out good things. And I know that his discipline proves my sonship. I know that when he chastises me, he's saying, you're mine. So I I welcome it. Oh man, Lord, fix me. Amen? Fix me, Jesus. 
Some people say, man, I love the message today. Some people, ah, I didn't really like it. He yelled too much. <laughs> Listen to me. I can find myself listening to certain sermons or listening to certain people and thinking, man, this is really elementary. You know, I'm just really up here. Uh-oh. I'm just so much more mature than this message. Let me tell you, it is the ABCs of Christianity that we need to focus on and do the most. It's the loving God and loving our neighbor that we struggle with the most. It's just being a loving person, being forgiving. It's the ABCs that we need the most work with. Don't find yourself thinking you're too mature and not receive something. If it's from Jesus. You might be a pastor, you might be a minister, you might be walking with the Lord all your life. Don't turn off just because of who might have the microphone. Amen? How many of you received something last week from Daniel's testimony? Come on. So good. There was something in there for all of us, amen? Hmm. Some people in small groups saying, hey, I love it. I've never felt so at home and so overjoyed. Some people, man, I ain't getting nothing out of it. What's the difference maybe? Is it really the small group? Or maybe it's an obstacle inside of your own heart that God's trying to deal with. This is why we're so fixed on freedom ministries in our church because we see strongholds over our people and it's keeping us from coming into unity. It's keeping us, it's keeping you from your personal breakthrough. And as pastors, we don't like to see the devil's hands on none of our people. So you might see it as, man, they just really push you about freedom. Man, they, they got a lot of structure. The way we see it is we just want you free. The journey and all this stuff is not a means of some cultish thing we do here. It's a discipleship mean where you don't just come to our church and start serving and stay broken the rest of your life. That we say, no, you need to go to freedom. No, you need to go to marriage coaching. No, you need to take this next step. You need to do your new believers book. You need, not because we're controlling. It's because we want to see that breakthrough happen in your life. We want to see that, that next step that you need come forth. And we want to see you begin to shift and change like, every, like other people are doing. Because we're having people saying, man, I went through the marriage stuff. It changed my life. And God might be speaking to some of you saying, you need to go to it, and you're, but you're not receiving it. I challenge you. Whatever God has been leading to you to do or to the step to take, whatever it is, go back to what he's already told you to do and start there. God has spoke to me so many times about resting and spending more time with my kids. And then I find myself being just as busy as I've always been. And I'm over here praying, God, speak to me. And he's saying, I already have. How about you go back, Michael, and do what I told you to do already? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. You probably know best. Amen. Go back and do. God's calling some of you to start tithing. But you haven't been obedient yet. He's called some of you to go the journey. He's called some of you to do whatever. Maybe you haven't been obedient to what he's saying. Maybe because it, it offends you because we talk about money. If it offends you, only people who get offended about money are people who don't give. Everybody who gives in this house, they do not get offended if we talk about finances. Not one person. And in a few weeks, I feel the Lord drawing me to speak about stewardship and about finances. And I'll tell you a bunch of my own stupid stories about how I screw it up. 
And I'm still learning, just like anyone in this room, of how to trust God truly with my finances. Not just, I'm not talking about tithing. Tithing is a given for me. I'm talking about really trust Him above and beyond that, to be generous with my money. And it's kind of scary, to be honest. You know? So I've been praying and saying, God, you know, what's the difference between people who are receiving and not receiving? And I'm going to take you to Matthew chapter 13. If you go to verse 9 through 16, we're going to kind of close around here probably the next 45 minutes or so, okay? (laughs) And three people said amen. Man, I'm hot up here today. Woo! Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, dang. Maddie, did you say something down there, girl? What's up? Okay. See, some of you didn't know that you could have fun in church. You really didn't. And God's trying to shift the way you think, even what church is, and you need to let him shift it. Otherwise, you'll be the ones who get offended instead of redeemed. Offended instead of breakthrough. Don't let that be your story. Let that be the one. I'll tell you two things that are happening. People are finding refreshment in this church. Refreshment from two things the Lord showed me. They're finding refreshment from religious nonsense. And they're finding refreshment from life's troubles, from addictions, whatever else they're hurting and broken. They're finding hope and freedom in this place. And people who are tired of religion, it's pushed them in a hole and made them feel like they're just a piece of garbage their whole life. And God's always mad at them. They're finding refreshment in this place. When Jesus said, you whitewashed tombs, he was saying, you're clean on the outside, but you're dead on the inside. He wasn't just trying to condemn them. He was saying, I know that you're actually dead on the inside. I know that your works will never save you. I know you're not satisfied. Come and drink of what I have. Jesus wants the religious just as much as he wants anyone. I'll tell you right now, it's my favorite thing to see a seasoned person in the Lord who's been stuck in a religion their whole life start to meet the Father himself. It's my favorite thing. I love it so much. It's so good. Last week, I had a gentleman come to me who just got really touched by Jesus after our service. An older man hugged me, tears in his eyes. I thought, man, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And I said, man, more, Lord. More, Lord. He He has only been here for two weeks, church. In two weeks, what was the difference? He had ears to hear and eyes to see. He was teachable. He was open to receiving anything if it was from the Lord. Man, Matthew 13, 9 through 16. Whoever has ears, let them hear. How many of you have ears? (laughs) Obviously, Jesus is saying something different here. Let them hear. Somebody say hear. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak in parables? Basically, why are you being so confusing? He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you. Somebody say, that's me. But not to them. Somebody say, that's not me. (laughs) Whoever has, check this out, will be given more. And they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. What it means, whoever is teachable, whoever is willing to receive, they will be given more breakthrough, more understanding, more revelation. But the ones who are not teachable, what they think they have will be taken from them. 
And you will find yourself in the driest season of your life because you're not being open to hear and see what God is doing in this hour. And you find yourself still miserable. Here's a check you can know. You're still miserable. You're still depressed. You're still broken, but you've been coming to church for years. That is not God's will. He is here handing out what you're longing for. If you would be teachable, if you would be open, God is willing this morning to save. He's willing to redeem. He wants to heal. He wants to set you free, I promise. And people are getting a hold of it. This is why I speak to them in parables. Those seeing, he quotes Isaiah, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not understand. You know what he was saying? He was saying, you could literally sit in church, hear my word, see my miracles, and still reject it. Though seeing, they don't see. Though hearing, they don't hear. Does this make sense to you? He's saying you could be around. Listen, guys, Judas had the best pastor, the best leader, the best disciple maker, and he threw it away. You can sit through something, you can hear something and not receive something and say, mm, no, I don't really like this church. <laughs> or oh, that guy speaking like me that night in Lexington, mm, I don't really like the way this guy acts. And totally miss out on what Jesus was doing in that room. And then the next night, I lay my guard down, I be teachable, and I get wrecked in the Holy Ghost. Wrecked. Juan's one of my drinking buddies. <laughs> oh yeah, you heard me. Come on. Be not drunk on wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Amen? That's what the Bible says. Some of you might need to hear that this morning. You're not supposed to be getting drunk, church. You're supposed to be on this new wine. Jesus has something better. He has a drink that's better than anything the world has to offer. I wish uh, Paul and Gwen Bennett were here. If y'all know Paul Bennett. Paul, for the first time in his life, he was down at a, a revival a couple weeks ago. They got him in the water. He went down front. The guy was praying for him. He said he leaned into him because he said, nobody's going to push me down. I've never been slain in the spirit of my life. I've never had nobody going to push me down. And guess what? He was on the floor. I talked to Paul the other day. I said, well, what was that like? He said, well, it was pretty rough for a Baptist boy. <laughs> Come on. I believe in that moment, Paul, maybe something shifted in him where he finally was hungry. He was, he was open. He was teachable. And he said, you know what, Lord, if it's from you, I want it. Because I believe, not that I'm not just talking, singling him out, but I believe God had that experience for him a long time ago. You see what I'm saying? God has what you need today. In this hour, in this moment, at this service, right now, whatever it may be, God's trying to get to your heart and take you to the next level. And then he said here, in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, you will be ever hearing but never understanding. You'll be ever seeing but never perceiving. Like Jacob, right? Man, surely the Lord was here, but I didn't even realize it. Right? For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. God is trying to shift the church in America. 
He is trying to shift. There's something powerful Nicole Merrick said that just that stuck with me like you couldn't imagine. When I mean, she pointed me out in front of all of you and she said something very important. She said, your pastor is trying to tape you, take you to the deeper places of God. And I remember thinking, man, I'm glad somebody understands what's happening. And she hasn't even been here but for two hours. You know what I mean? God is speaking to you. God is trying to get to you. But this next verse, he says here, people's hearts have become calloused. Okay? That means hardened. They hardly hear. Otherwise, check this out. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. This is God's desire. He's saying, listen, there's some of you, you can hear and see and never get what's going on, but you still have a chance to turn it around today. Otherwise, you could turn it around today and Jesus is saying, I will heal them. I will touch them. Aren't you good? Isn't it good news that God doesn't put you in the corner because you haven't been doing what you're supposed to do? He says, no, if they would just turn, I would heal them. And that's what he's saying. Some of you are thinking, well, man, I know God's been telling me to do A, B, C, and D, and I haven't done it. It doesn't matter. Just do it, and God will touch you. He's not going to say, oh, okay, well, you did it, and now there's a probation period. And then I'm going to, bl- I know you screwed up this past weekend. I know you've been screwing up for years. I know you've been religious your whole life, and, and I'm going to start teaching you some things. And no, he's saying, no, just turn today, and I will give you everything you've been longing for. It can happen in an instant, in a moment. And let me speak this and prophesy this over you this morning. Verse 16. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. And let me speak that again. And blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. You are teachable. You will receive. God will not pass you up. You will step in alignment with everything that he has for you and your family. You will receive. Somebody say, I receive it. Man, come on. Worship team, could you come? Whoo, so good. Sometimes God gives me words like this and I get so excited. And to be real honest with you, can I be transparent? Then I start getting insecure thinking, man, what am I going to do next week? <laughs> I don't know if I can beat that. <laughs> I'm serious. Seriously. I have to come out of it just like you. I'm just like you. I know my weak points, and I know the scriptures that help me walk through it. That's the only difference. I see what the devil's trying to say to me, and I say, no, devil, you're a liar. And I don't always come right out of that place. I don't. I don't. But he doesn't get me down long, I promise you that. And don't let him get you down long. Don't let the enemy get you down long. Take what the Lord has been speaking to you, the Lord has been trying to do, and receive it this morning. So when Jesus was saying, those who have ears to hear, let them hear, he was saying basically, listen up, church. He was saying, listen up. He was saying, pay close attention to what I'm about to say. 
when God is speaking something and when God is doing something, when you're at church, you should be right there attentively saying, oh, oh man, I'm ready. I'm ready to receive what you have to say this morning, Lord. I'm so hungry for what you're doing this morning. Man, I don't want to miss it, Jesus. Show me everything. Listen up. Pay close attention to what he's saying, church. Some of you are growing so much because you are receiving what he's saying. I could point people out in this room. The Blythe family, they are growing so much because they are receiving what God is saying to them. Don't go to church another Sunday and miss what God is trying to get a hold of you on. If he's been telling you, man, wake up. If he's been telling you, man, I need to turn this Netflix show off. It's perverted and nasty. Start to obey what he's saying. I need to turn this music off. I've been getting convicted about this music. I've been getting convicted about drinking. I don't know what's going on with me. Start to listen to what he's saying. Listen up. Pay close attention because he's trying to give you what you're longing for. He's not trying to take something from you. He's trying to give you something so much better. And I know. Be teachable. Be humble. Jesus said, unless you come to me as a little child, you cannot come to me. If you've been around little kids, you teach them everything. You tell them everything. When they're little, they don't know only but what you tell them. That's how we have to learn to be. There is never a time in your maturity in Christ that you stop coming to Lord as a child. Humble and meek and just saying, hey, Dad, what do you want me to do? Hmm. That verse, really quickly, he said, some of you, your hearts are callous. Let me tell you, if you have unforgiveness, if you are holding on to unforgiveness, if you are holding on to unforgiveness, it will grow into bitterness. And bitterness will keep you from having ears to hear and eyes to see. It will block you. It will be the obstacle. And you're saying, what's up with this Freedom Ministries? The Freedom Ministries we're going to do at this church starting in the fall and forevermore is because we want to get these obstacles out of your way. This unforgiveness out of your way. These strongholds out of your way. And we want you to taste and see something that you've been listening out on. And he's saying, if your heart is callous, you won't receive. If you're offended, you won't receive. If you're judgmental, you won't receive. If you're critical, you will not receive. Somebody say, but I'm going to receive. I felt I was led to share this. I was in worship the other day when I was sick. Can I tell you something crazy? I have the craziest God encounters when I am sick as a dog. It says that Jesus learned obedience through his suffering. And I, I get sick sometimes. We could bring it down just a little bit, guys. Thank you, though. You're doing an awesome job. And I was sick as can be, and I reached out to our old pastor. How many of you were here when Pastor Chris was here? Good, about three of you. Praise God. And I reached out to my old pastor who was my pastor who hired me at this church. And I was just in the Lord's presence and I felt the Lord just lay on my heart to encourage him and to give honor where honor is due. Because I'm just going to tell you, he had a rough time here in Owensboro. Uh, it just did. 
And I felt the Lord say, you need to encourage him. And I sent him this text message. And I said, hey, pastor, I just wanted to say thank you. You know, thank you for believing in me. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to let God use me. Basically, I was saying, thank you for having eyes to see and ears to hear. Thank you for raising me up. And I went on to say, I want you to know that people are getting saved. People are getting healed and delivered. People are getting baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. God is restoring marriages. People are getting off their medicine and getting set free. People living together are getting married. Single moms are finding hope. Addicts are getting delivered. Inmates are finding hope. I said, man, God is moving at this church. And I want you to know something. That you have an inheritance, and I hope he watches this. You have an inheritance, Pastor Chris, in all that God is doing in this house. And I said, your time in Owensboro wasn't wasted. He had ears to hear and he had eyes to see. And because, I'm telling you, God is moving in our midst. And somebody might be thinking, well, I don't feel anything. I'm not getting anything. I would maybe beg the question today that maybe it's not because of this house. It might be something to do in your heart. I know that's tough. But I truly believe it's from the Lord. And if you would receive it this morning, Jesus will grab a hold of you. He'll give you the breakthrough you've been longing for. Don't let another service go by. Don't let anything ever go by where you let offense and bitterness keep you from receiving something Jesus is trying to get to you. Amen. Can we stand to our feet? Can our prayer team come? We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Come on, just tell him you love him today. I love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. You're so good. God said that our church would be a well, that our church would be a refreshing center. And I'm telling you, I had some people text me the other day who don't even know about God speaking that over our church. And they said, this church has been so refreshing for my family. And I'm thinking, man, how many of you need refreshing from the Lord this morning? Would you lift your hands? I believe God just doesn't want to refresh some of us. He wants to refresh all of us. Would you just close your eyes? I just want to just take a moment with you and the Holy Spirit and just pray. Just pray to the Lord and say, God, let me receive everything today that was for me. We love you, King Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you need to receive salvation for the first time in your life. Maybe you're here today and you need breakthrough in your marriage or in your body and you need healing in your body. If you need to be born again this morning, if that's what you need, whatever it is you need, I believe you will find that at these altars before you go. And really quickly, if you need salvation, if you need to be saved, if you need to be born again, would you just lift your hand right where you are? wait just a moment if you need to be born again if you need to give your life to Jesus this is not a walk of shame it's a walk of victory would you just lift your hand right where you are we want to help you and walk with you just want to give an opportunity thank you Lord if you need prayer for anything else guys before you go we'd love to pray with you if you just want to spend some time at the altar you're welcome to come and receive from the Lord let me pray a blessing over you Heavenly Father
Lord, I bless your people. God, I thank you they have ears to hear and they have eyes to see, Jesus. God, I thank you they are teachable, Lord. I thank you they long to receive everything you have for them. And God, we just declare and prophesy that the Lamb is worthy to receive his reward in this house. That he will receive everything out of this house. In the name of Jesus, God, we pray every salvation, Lord, belongs to you. You get all the glory, Jesus. Have your way. In Jesus' name, we put our hands together for the Lord this morning. The worship team, you guys want to worship. You're welcome to stay and pray and worship with us. If you need prayer, please come. Have a good week.